You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Howdy and what's up? This is the Long Two Podcast, a fantasy basketball podcast from faketeams.com. My name is Natty. His name is Brandon. Brandon, what's up? What's up, man? How's it going? It's going great because I did not get my ass handed to me by you in our matchup in our league. This week ended 6-6-1. You are in first place. I'm in fourth. I thought I was going to get demolished by you, and I didn't. And so I'm totally pleased. I feel great. It started off the week. It, I think at one point it was like nine to three, and it looked like I was going to have some success, but had some injuries. Uh, Lamelo, the COVID protocol. Well, I don't you can't call it COVID protocol, but uh, you know why? What do you not- have to call it? Do you have to call it like purple? <laughs> What do they call he it? Got the, non, some purple. It's the non-injury related protocol. Yes, my but, ass. Uh, yeah, he got an yeah. STD or something. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but it's fun. And, you know, this is a rematch of the championship from last year, and I think we we've, we've met up in the championship three times at this point. So um, it's always fun when we get to play each other and a tie. Yeah, and uh, you had fifty more minutes than I did in playing time, so I feel pretty good. Didn't have Dame, you know, which is a problem for a bunch of people out there. Uh, Giannis didn't play, problem. Haven't had Kawhi. Um, But, you know, I was glad I picked up, I just want to say this, Willie Hernan Gomez saved my bacon, and you picked up Royce O'Neal, I think. Is that who you picked up? And I I was glad you did that first, because I would have done that. But uh, luckily... He got me, Willie Hernan Gomez got me the counting stats that I needed. And yeah, 661. I feel I'm glowing almost. Like I feel I needed points your team's to... crazy good. Well, we're, we're, we're doing all right for, you know, not having Ben Simmons and Kyrie. Um, but uh, yeah, I picked, I just picked up Royce because I needed points and steals. And he was the best option for those categories. Um, so, you know, that's why I love daily leagues just because, you know, the strategy really can evolve like through the week. And, uh, you know, on the very last day, we're, we're like within a steal of each other. And it's like, we're just desperately fighting for steals. It's, it's fun. so funny that you thought that it was points and steals. I thought it was assists and steals. I didn't even consider that you would win in points. I was so confident in that because my team can score. I do not have any doubts about that at fucking all and even though i wasn't really playing scores today i was just like yeah i'm gonna win that's fine um and then eric gordon and christian wood both scored 20 plus and let's see it ended up being 649 for me and 632 for you uh but it was definitely closer than i thought it was going to be but yeah it was it was the dimes for me you ended up winning that um but i'm just glad that you know 
I stayed close to a champion. It's a good early test for the team. And I think a lot of people out there in fantasy land, like we're over a quarter of the way through the season. We can start to say that some of these are patterns and predictable. We can start to really assess our teams. And when you can tie the first place team, you're doing okay. You know, get better. So I feel good. How do you feel about your team? Mr. I like Mr. Champion. (laughs) Well, we're off to a good start, but like I said, you know, hoping to see like a lot of people in dynasty leagues, if we get any luck with Ben or Kyrie, um, yeah, good judgment, by the way, (laughs) not looking great, but, uh, all things considered feeling good. I play a couple really good teams before we wrap around. It's a 12 team league. So we're, we're, you know, like you said, we're about nine. I think well, this is week nine. And, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So something like that. Uh, so, you know, all, given that it's, um, you played almost everyone in the league, but I've got a couple, couple good teams, you know, we're all in the top four me you your brother and and willie so i play the other two so that'll be fun and then we'll see where we where we all shake out when we wrap around again and start playing the second time through the league this is week seven by the way you fucking liar i was like oh god week nine that's a lot uh thank christ jesus all right sorry (laughs) everybody but The thing that both Brandon and I had to deal with this week, like everybody has been dealing with throughout the season, is absences, our absences, sorry. And speaking of absences, the challenge game from this week on Monday night was the Denver Nuggets against the Miami Heat. The Denver Nuggets missing Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, and the Miami Heat missing Jimmy Buckets and Tyler Hero. This was Brandon's fault. Like, it should have been cool. And it was a good game, but it was fun. And Joker almost didn't play, too. And um, it was the last time you saw you, you probably really got a good look at Bam out of Bayou. Because, you know, right. he's out for a considerable amount of time. He hurt his finger real bad and is now out for, like, maybe, what, two months? Something like that. Like, at least four weeks, I think. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like six to eight weeks. But, um that's tough. Uh, that's a guy on my team. So, uh, you know, that's another, that's a big injury. Um, you know, this game I thought was going to be a lot more interesting. Um, I thought, you know, Morris, Morris bro was going to be involved. And, uh, I thought that not when the, the not when the fucking Joker brothers (laughs) stands. Nope. None of the Morris twins attended. Yeah, but no, but all, just kidding on that front. But it all in all seriousness, I mean, missing Tyler Hero and uh, Jimmy, Jimmy the Greek Buckets, uh, he, without him, it's like this team was just kind of dead in the water from the get-go. They did fight, and it was a fun matchup to watch just like some different players, you know, you know just kind of go out there and do their thing, and especially on the heat side, seeing some different guys score that don't normally have to score as much. <laughs> yeah. And who you're like, wait, who is that? Stru- yeah. Who the fuck yeah. is Struce? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, when, when Jimmy's out of the game, it just kind of sucked to, to be honest with you from, from that standpoint. Um, on Denver's side of the ball, you know, I did really like what I saw from Aaron Gordon. 
Yeah. You know, he was really aggressive. Uh, he mixed it in. He had 20 points, five assists, four rebounds, um, hit a couple threes, really efficient, shot over 50%. Um, Six or eight from the line. Yep. Uh, another guy we've talked, we talked about a few weeks ago, uh, Will Barton. He's a guy who's going to continue to score. So that's a guy that I, I really like him. Um, Long term, I think that like he's just gonna you know fall into fifteen points a game. Um, he, I think he had yeah fourteen five rebounds. He also had four dimes. I mean, we can talk about it. We don't really have to. The Joker um, had a magnificent performance. You know, as usual. Let's it's just talk about him for the rest of the hour. What do you mean? Like he? It's okay. incredible. Twenty four, fifteen, and seven. And he went nine for 14 from the floor. Like he, he's one of those dudes that doesn't need to score like in the first or second quarter. Like he just wants to get the team involved. And he also doesn't really look like he's that active, but he's somehow everywhere. And like his defense, by the way, is so much better than it was. He's incredible. But in, in all, in there's no fantasy league where you're drafting him. I mean, where you're trading him or trading for him at this point. It's just unless either you're got like him on draft day Morris or you... twin fan. Like unless you're Marquis <laughs> Morris. He's like shit, but I he's my first round draft pick, but my brother. <laughs> then you can do it. Marquis can yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Uh Bones Highland. I think he is yeah, nineteen points is career high. I mean yeah. short career. Um but Five for eight from three. Uh, yeah, he was, yeah, he was on fire. And, you know, he's known as a defensive guy. So if he's going to occasionally be able to just get hot like this, he's kind of, you know, a guy that he's got an opportunity, but at the same time, they're, they have a lot of veterans that they're going to play. Um, I don't think they're fully committed to going young just yet, but, you know, their season's definitely not going in the right direction. Uh, but I don't think he's going to – he's quite got the green light, but at some well, point he's going to play, right? At some point this season, Bones is really going to continue to play, and if he's going to shoot it like this, yeah. I Do I think he's going to shoot it like this? Probably not very consistently, but um, he looked great that night. Brandon, I have tough news. Uh First of all, I'm so with you. Like bone, watching Bones was the highlight of the game for me outside of Joker versus Bam, which I do like if Denver was at full strength versus Miami at full strength, I feel like Joker versus Bam in the finals would be incredible. Like I just feel like that would be a match for the ages because they're so different, but they're still both so good. Um, but Bones Highland is he was amazing that game was yeah. incredible he is now in covid protocols yeah yeah i just so saw he's that he's not going to be playing for a while which yeah. fucking sucks for denver and for him but hopefully but, he's but, just fine and like he'll be back in 10 days and uh he'll pick up where he left off because they they can use his size really like, so our guys so our, so our our guys automatically out 10 days when they go into the COVID protocol at this point? That, from what I understand, that's the default. If you can okay. do two or more 
tests within 24 hours, certain types of tests within 24 hours of each other that say that you're uh, negative, then I think you can come back early. But I'm okay. not sure exactly how that works. But the 10 days thing is basically like to figure out whether you have it or not, because sometimes it's just close contact. And it's like, okay, we traced and you were with someone and maybe you can come back early if you test negative. But like with Embiid, I mean, he ended up being gone for what, three weeks? Yeah, like, he uh, was gone for quite a like while. The, the concern is that the concern is that someone gets it really bad, you know, and it's not because there's this myth out there like, oh, yeah, well, athletes, you know, even if you get it, it's totally you're so strong and big. And it's like, no, that is not how this works. That's not yeah. how bodies work. Uh, so obviously they want to stop the spread, especially now with the new variant and uh you know, being able to test negative twice in a 24 hour period seems to be a pretty safe indicator that you're clear. So the NBA keeps saying like, we just are following the science and they've done that. Like, that's the reason Kyrie isn't playing for the nets because the NBA is like, yeah, well, technically you could play when we're on the road, but we'd rather not even risk it. Because if one dude, if one star gets it the bad way, then we're fucked. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry. I mean, but I do think long-term, like I said, I wasn't really, I'm not really that interested in Bones right now, but um, in, a, in a keeper league or, you know, as the season progresses, even this year, um, he's a guy that's probably going to play more. And let's be honest, like this team is, they're they're probably not, going to really have a, a great shot at, at the six seed. So, you know, they're maybe looking at the play in tournament at this point, you know, and that's even not a guarantee. Um, so I, I expect to see them go young at some point. Um, but beyond that, uh, I don't know. What does that Who even really you like, mean, you know, cause it's like, they only have so many young dudes like bone, like, Facundo Campazzo is a sophomore technically, you know, and he's like 34 years <laughs> no, so, I still I still have some hope for Bull Bull, you know. Oh, yeah, me too. And I like there's a part of me that's that thinks to myself like I don't really care what you are even at the halfway point. Like I believe in Joker so hard that I think you can at least make the play in tournament no problem. So like rest him sometimes, you know? Like I I would be shocked if they made a huge trade. I don't think that they need to. Yeah. uh, You know, on the other hand, like you would like to see who's on your team. So yeah, give give minutes where you can. Um, Zeke not Zeke Najee. Yeah, he's two and Najee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another guy that they'll probably play a little bit more. But um, this was this was you know the Joker looking magnificent. Um, on, On the other side. I, you yeah, know, let's talk Bam had Bam had a really, really good game, and he tried his hardest to really keep them in this thing. Um, he couldn't. He's just not – his game is not really designed to go out there and drop 35 points or 40 points, and that's what they needed – would have needed in this game. And he tried to do everything else, um, but, you know, it just, it just wasn't in the cards. And um, – 
but he did have a great game. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that, you know, he looked spectacular. Lowry went 17 points, two boards, 14 assists, five for six from three. He had a ridiculous fucking lob in the first quarter. Yeah, that was Um, really cool. He is a dude just like Jimmy who can be the engine for a team and really makes them play at a higher level. Uh, I feel like the Heat lost because Duncan Robinson went one for nine, you know? Yeah, and I wasn't going to going to lead with that, but dude, Duncan has disappeared. He, yeah, he's yeah. been terrible. I I I almost in a redraft league. I think I'm dra- I'm dropping him at this point in a ten in a twelve team. I mean, he scored twenty plus the other night, but I think he's one of these dudes. I think that there's going to end up being like a a a group of players whose slump with the new balls and the new rules and the new everything, they just shoot like 5% worse than we're used to. And the slump lasts the entire season because some of this is just crazy. He's been pretty bad. And there's no real good reason for it outside of like what we just said. So the reason that's important is that this heat team, when Jimmy and Tyler Hero are both playing when they're at full health. They still need outside shooting a lot more than most other teams because Bam doesn't take outside shots, and Jimmy can't. Jimmy Butler is quietly one of the worst three-point shooters ever, and Bam doesn't even attempt them. So Miami needs the perimeter threat really, really bad, and that's why they gave that money to Duncan Robinson. That's why he's getting $90 million or whatever. Tyler Hero... Is not yeah. really a he's a scorer, but you know, like if you if you trap him as a sniper in in a role like that, then I think that you're really devaluing him. Um, he's arguably more important coming off the bench and being able to do whatever he feels like is right to score then than he would be starting. But Duncan, like the Heat, can't survive if Duncan Robinson's going to be this bad the whole year, and so this game. I mean, I love Duncan, go blue forever, but I would be looking at trades. Like, mm-hmm. how can we get another dude who can at least shoot and defend at a... And I know that's asking a lot. Like, how do we get a really good 3 and D guy? But, yeah. But there are going to be dudes out there, and I just kept thinking of trades. And honestly... Well, like well, let's, I, but but let's not overreact because Tyler Hero, like you said, Tyler Hero wasn't in the game, didn't play, and Tyler Hero has been spectacular right. this season. Oh, so sure. you oh, know, yeah. I think yeah. I think really what was evident here was when you try to play the style that the Heat play, and you don't have Jimmy and Tyler and uh, your guys, your the rest of your team doesn't just like play them, you know, above their their normal level. Um, it's a slow game and the the nuggets are just more athletic and just, they just ran on and they just, you know, they were just dunking and, 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 and just showing it was a difference in athleticism. But when heroes out there and Jimmy's out there, I think, you know, I, I think the heat might win this game, to be honest with you, you know, hero, especially to me was, was the missing piece in this one. I think even if with Jimmy out, if you have Tyler, 
they, they probably win that game or at least compete. You wouldn't think that Duncan Robinson would have nine shots, you know, in that situation, like, or you would hope not anyway. Well, he did that in the, didn't he have a very similar stat line in the next game? He's been, and then he scored pretty well the, the game after that, I think, right. but, uh, which is like high variance for a dude who's supposed to be one of the best snipers in the league. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is still just like first couple of months rusts. Who knows? Um, but Maybe. the thing about the the thing about the Heat is that you are going to have a tougher road in the Eastern Conference this year than two years ago because the East is just better. And the thing about Denver is like, you can sort of punt this year. So there was a part of me where I was like, Miami kind of has to win this game. And then I was just pissed that Bam was still in the game when he was obvious after he'd obviously hurt his finger. Like, I can't remember if it was the first quarter or the second quarter, but like he was shaking his I hand. I do remember that. Yeah, And it was like, dude, fucking pull him. Like you're already, yeah. you're already two dudes down. Like you wanted yeah. to win this game, but don't hurt him anymore. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I had a lot of conflicted feelings during this game because I didn't think that Denver needed to win. And then it switched to, well, I wouldn't risk Bam for it. It's just one fucking game. Who cares? Yeah. And and that was the last game that he played. So yeah, um, now he's out for a while. Yeah. Great. By the yeah. way, pick up Dwayne Deadman If you need to stream big, well, I was going to say, let's, so let's talk about Deadman a little bit. Um, okay. Sure. Hasn't, you know, Listen, he's not going to even approach what Bam Adebayo does, but <laughs> hard disagree, Brandon. <laughs> but I think he's been rather serviceable um, since yeah. he stepped into the role, especially on the rebounding front. And you know, yes. he's, he's he's flirting with double doubles. He had one double double. Uh, he's picking up a couple assists, and he's picking up stocks. I think he's averaging, you know, a, a little bit over a stock a game. He's got what four blocks since his minutes uptick, and uh, and a couple steals. So, you know, if you need a guy like this, um, he's going to play for the next month at least. I don't really know who else they're going to play in those in that spot. I mean, PJ Tucker, um, but you know, they they got they have to have at least one traditional big, and I think Deadman's the only guy that can really fill that that role right now. When I saw that he was going to be the starter, there was just something in me, which was like, man, I fucking kind of wish Tristan Thompson was on this team. Like he's just buried in Sacramento. There's no reason for him to be there. And I kind of feel like he'd do well on this heat team. You know, like I feel like he'd mesh. I um, think he'd, he'd carve out a role right now. Yeah, I like Tristan Thompson is usually played hard when he's on good teams, I feel like, and this would be a good team. So I don't know, like Deadman is no one's idea of a starting center, but he is starting and he's getting the volume while Bam's out. So you might as well with it, at least stream him. Um, 
you know, I think you'll get more like seven and seven games than you'll get 11 mm-hmm. and 11 games. But yeah, whatever, like you said, rebounds, shit, this fucking stuff is scarce. Counting and stats if, are super valuable this year. <laughs> Cause the, if, and he seems like he'll pick up a couple assists and, and a steal yeah. and a block maybe. So, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll contribute. And, uh, you know, it just kind of depends on, on how deep your league is. But if you're looking for someone who kind of has to play, you know, why not? Okay. Um, I had a couple of trade thoughts for Miami just real quick. Um, oh, sure. I'd like to see Miles Turner on this team, not in place of Bam with Bam. Um, like all of these are like get rid of Duncan Robinson and you know something else and like but you're keeping Jimmy you're keeping Kyle you're keeping PJ you're keeping Bam. I, I think I think Bam is so versatile that and and uh, you know I, I think that he's he's a versatile enough big that it works. Um, Turner is it does what he he's a specialist so he kind of works well too but i think they're much better fits for turner um Turner's so, at, uh, over two three-pointers made per game this year by the way yeah he's i mean he's he's a an average i guess three-point shooter but he's he's a but, bit like the reason i like it would be the defense and the yeah and exactly length, and that he could stretch the floor exactly but when you consider yeah, if you put him at if he's a if he's a wing player with that three point percentage, you don't really love it. But for a seven footer who can lead league the lead in blocks, uh, sure, why not? But yeah, I think he there's there's much better fits for him. But I, I do think that he would obviously look great with Jimmy buckets. Would you like to see Harrison Barnes on the Miami Heat? Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. That, that'd be pretty Basically cool. Basically be replacing Duncan, like in the starting lineup, you get better defense. Harrison Barnes is a better defender. He's older and costs a little bit more, but I think the trade works money wise from what I could tell. Um, I think, I, I think if, but you know, speaking of Harrison Barnes, I think I'd rather see Buddy healed. Okay. Sure. There. Yeah. Uh, what about game. Jeremy Grant or Kelly Olynyk? Kelly Olynyk's an interesting trade ship, and I think almost every contender could use a guy like him. There's very few teams that are like, no, we can't use this guy. So I think he'll be really interesting. Um, for fantasy purposes, Olynyk, his, his value will pr- likely um, go down. On once he's traded to a contender, because he'll probably you know be in a very specialized role. Whereas I think this fantasy season, as long as he's in his current situation, uh, I think he'll he'll uh, have more of an opportunity. But um, he's going to in real life. He's going to he should he's a piece that I think a lot of teams could desperately desperately use. I agree, which is why I loved that the Pistons signed him. Like, just total asset. Yeah. If if you stay here for the whole contract, I still like you. You know, I enjoy watching you play. You make fun shit happen. 
uh, but I'd rather be able to use you to get other stuff. But, like, it's totally fine. You can stay here. Um, would you like to see slow-mo Kyle Anderson on the Miami Heat? A guy no. who is now coming off the bench. Okay, you don't want to see a change-up on a team called the Heat? Are you sure? No. For the pun at, at all. You you don't buy it no. at all. That, no. You're such a Yankees fan. That's fucking bullshit. All right, whatever. He's actually, you know, funny story about him. He's from he's from New Jersey, and uh, my son actually tried out for the uh, first grade and first and second grade basketball team for, for the same team program that he was part of. Like his, he's got a million pictures and videos with the coach and all that. He's still on. So, so yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I, I really have nothing against him. I just think that the Heat need athleticism and they need young guys or at least like guys in their prime who are going to be able to like push the pace. Kyle Anderson is sub 30 and he is in the prime and he is an athlete. It's just that he moves at a slower. It's like he's in the MCU. He has slow down time powers. Slow time. Whatever. <laughs> he is a human change up. It is amazing. When other people sprint, he's running, but it happens that he somehow gets in front of them. It's uh, I I think he's so valuable. Like his length and versatility on defense, I think would also be super heatish. Just, you know, like super like James Johnson esque. Yeah. Um yeah. who is on the nets and I didn't realize that. And uh I actually like that a lot. Um, oh, last thing I wanted to say, this is not a trade, but Victor Oladipo may come back sometime. There's mm-hmm. no timetable for uh, when he might, but you know that's a midseason pickup the Heat could get, and if he's even 80%, that's huge, I think. Like, that's yep. an actual game changer. Yep. Yeah, we talked about him early on in the season, and uh, he's a guy, you know, you really kind of have to have a flexible roster to be yeah. able to just like stash a guy like that. But if let's say your, your team is pretty stacked and you kind of just go with your guys, you know, the same guys every week and you can just kind of like kill it bench spot and just try to like have that piece for the, for the title run. Hey man, why not? Because like you said, he's an actual like borderline all-star caliber player when healthy. So um, everyone else on waivers, like even if they get the minutes, they're not going to be that great. Whereas like if he gets minutes, he could, you know, score 20 points a game. Right. Um, could, could change the course of a playoff series. Yeah. So uh, I agree. Totally agree on, on Depot. See all of that. If I'm the heat and I know that Depot's coming back and that he's healthy and we believe in him, then I feel like Duncan Robinson is totally tradable. And it's like, listen, this is a fairly, big contract let's try to get someone back that can really make a difference and is not just a specialist um and the problem is that with there being so few like super tanking teams like there's only like six teams that are absolutely that trash i don't know yeah like is is christian wood like a dude you'd want on the heat 
And mm. would the Rockets yeah. even want a big contract like Duncan Robinson's? Like, that's the other thing. Like, do, do the tanking teams want money? Yeah. Draft capital, who knows? Last anyway, question for you. Oh, yeah. Sure, go ahead. We've, we've, we both have kind of closely monitored these two. Uh, going forward, you have to pick one point guard on the Nuggets. The Magician or Monty Morris? Who are you going with? You mean for fantasy value for the rest for of the For fantasy value. So in this game, they combined to go like 21 points and 11. Uh, you know, combined, they're a really good player. Monty has been so disappointing to me. Like, I thought that he was going to be a really su- pleasant surprise of a player this year. And that's just not who he is. Um, and it ended up being Will Barton that, like, really popped for them with the absences. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, we're a quarter of the way into the season. I feel like maybe Morris is slumping, like, as bad as Duncan Robinson and a bunch of these other dudes. And he'll pick up the pace. But I don't know, man. I'm kind of leaving, leaning Faku. Like, kind of leaving, leaning uh, Compazzo. It's, mm-hmm. But the magician, like, he, he got a block, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. and he's like 5'2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's no, shorter I, than I am. And, I like his upside a little bit more, his assist upside. Right. And exactly. uh, he just, he's, a guy that seems like he's the type of guy that he could just get hot sometimes, you know, and if you catch him on the right night, he might just get really hot. I feel like he's more active on defense too. Like, I don't know if that actually means he's better, but he's like more active. God bless you. Thank you. Um, So yeah, I don't, dude, I don't know. Like if I was the Nuggets GM, there would be a big part of me, which is like, put, 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 but when Joker is the number one nominee for MVP, it's hard to do that. Anyway, yeah. um, both these teams, I I was really fascinated by this game, actually. I was glad to see Bones Highland. And I think both these teams are super duper great if they're at full health. Like final four teams if they're at full health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, the challenge game for the upcoming week. I am challenging Brandon to this game, and it's uh, nothing pleaseth but rare accidents, Brandon, and this is going to be a nice, pleasant surprise. Friday night, December 10th, the Boston Celtics at the Phoenix Suns. Neither of the teams have been in a challenge game or as a focus so far. Um, At least one of them is a really good team. And Boston fancies itself as a playoff team. So, I don't know. I feel like this is going to be a pretty good game. Um, this sounds fun. So, on the Phoenix side, I mean, Phoenix right now is arguably playing at the highest level in the NBA. You know, some would say the Warriors. Uh, it's probably, you know, it's 1A, 1B. They uh, have the same record, by the way, everybody. They're both 19 yeah. and 4, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. So they they look great. Um, Phoenix looks like they don't really have much in the way of a weakness. Like they can kind of do everything. 
Uh, they have They're missing deaths. Devin Booker right now, by the way. No problem. How, it, but it, it, what's his injury timeline look like? I forget. I be out for a while. I think it was day to day. Yeah, so hopefully he's back for this one. Um, but they look incredible. On the other side, Boston, you know, they have the potential to to really play some, play some lockdown defense with like Marcus Martin, the Time Lord, um, Jalen Brown. If Jason Tatum wants to, he's really can be incredible on both ends. So that could be a really really fun matchup. Uh, I'm looking forward to that versus Herr Schroeder. You know, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, Schroeder. Uh, Schroeder needs to learn when to kind of pass the ball and not try to take the last shot. But otherwise, yeah, he's been playing all right. Dude, I feel you on that. I really do. Devil's advocate, though. Like, if you're him and you've seen what Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart have done with their shots this year, do you really depend on them when you think you can do it? Like, I don't really – I mean, he's won some of these games, you know? like Yeah, no, he has played well. He's played real well. Um, it's, man, because Tatum is so up and down. Brown's in and out, and, you know, Smart's up and down too. I, I still am not afraid of this team as a playoff team. In yeah, what's the up league. with Tatum? I don't know. He's 23 he's years not- old. Like, what the fuck? You know, like, there's part of me that's like he's a kid and – like the no, nah, he's not a kid at this point. He's been in the NBA for quite some time. He's been on in the playoffs. This is it's, it seems like well, then maybe he's just on a slump like a bunch of other people, you know? Like there's no, nah, he's playing. He's playing really well. It just seems it just seems like his scoring distant though is is yeah exactly. Um. And there's still things you'd rather have him do. Like there's, you can see how he could be an apex predator, I think pretty easily. And he refuses to do it sometimes. Like there are quarters where he'll just take threes. You're like, man, you don't need to do that step back shit. Like we know you can do it. Yeah, he's like almost 6'10 now. Right. He should be in his last, bro. In his last week, he's, he's averaging 25 points and almost 10 rebounds. So that's cool. And five assists. But um, Jalen was out for at least one of those, right? Yeah, no, he's he's been incredible. It's just uh, you're right. We we kind of expect to see him it translate to more wins for his team. But no, that's a great matchup. That looks like that's going to be really fun. If if knock on wood, we get a, a healthy one. Our challenge games have been it with some injury bugs lately, but that, that's all right. We'll. That gives us an opportunity to see new guys. And I so want to see, see fucking campaign on smart. Like, I feel like those two will just rub each other the wrong way. I mean, CP three versus smart, but uh, I feel like there's a certain amount of respect between those two. <laughs> like, and, like neither of them fucking inch. Yeah, dude. And Grant Williams, by the way, Grant Williams, who has been, been good. Uh, totally solid this year. Yeah. yeah. And you know what we never mention when we talk about Boston? First-year head coach. You know what? First-year head coach. And you should give a little bit of the benefit of the doubt for teams with first-year head coaches. Yeah. 
All right. Done. Okay. We are going to uh, move on to player ads. Um, Brandon, I don't know what type of ads you have. I have all sorts of types, including 10 must ads, but I don't think we need to go through all of those. So uh, how about you tell me what type of player ads you have, and then we'll just go from there. Uh, sure. So I just kind of went went down in, in by ownership tiers. It's generally how I like to do it. And, you know, I just think the deeper the league you get in, the the, the deeper into my list. I like that. Uh, I am just going to say at the beginning of this, I've got a forty. Just, just to so yeah, I've got a forty, a forty, a, a sub forty. No, no, forty below forty percent owned, uh, below thirty percent owned, below twenty, below fifteen, and then a dynasty guy. Well, that's thorough. I hope the dynasty guy is ninety plus percent owned. Oh, and I've got um, I've got a five a five percent guy <laughs> for deeper leagues. So I just want to say at the beginning of this for ads, like if you're skipping ahead in the pod and are just going to the player editions, um, three teams are playing only two games this week. So if you're streaming for the week, you should try to avoid these three teams, the Atlanta Hawks, the Phoenix Suns, and the Toronto Raptors. All three of them have only two games this week. There is a team that does play five games this week, the San Antonio Spurs. They're not a great team for streaming. Uh, most of their good players are have high roster ownership percentages. But, you know, if you can play someone who's playing five games versus someone who's playing two or three, that's obviously helpful. So that's just an FYI for weekly streamers. Three teams are playing only two games. One team is playing five. Act accordingly. Brandon, go ahead with your ads. Sure. And on in the San, San Antonio front, a guy who's just recently started to kind of get some minutes is uh, Thaddeus Young. He's played in the last three games. Yeah, he's, he's averaging 14 minutes a game. So He said shit. He was, well, yeah. he didn't say shit, but he was like, I'm not used to this, man. Like, it's tough to play like five or six minutes at a time when you know you can do more. Uh, yeah. He's going to be, if they don't trade him, it's a basketball felony. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> he's definitely a, a very, very good trade piece that a lot of teams are, are definitely going to be interested in as we approach the deadline. But um, wait, let me ask you this. If you had him on your team, on your fantasy team, would you hold on to him through thick and thin until he gets traded? No, I, I, I'm, but I'm looking at him now. But I, but two yeah. weeks ago he was definitely, I, I definitely wasn't holding him. In because fantasy. you have Kyrie and Ben Simmons on your team. You know, it's like you're the <laughs> dude who's like willing to go pretty far. You know, it's yeah, like you but- treated those guys. <laughs> Thaddeus Young versus Kyrie Irving is a little bit different. But we also know that Thad Young can be a solid fantasy player. Like if he were in the, if he were fucking back on the bulls, he'd be going gangbusters probably, especially uh, when big Vooch had been out. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I agree. Don't disagree, but I'm not, not, I wasn't, I, I don't, I'm not that high on him. I like him, but um, he, he's not really getting enough minutes yet to warrant it. But his minutes are 
you know, if you're looking for a deeper, deeper option this week and you want those five games, why not? If you were coach Spo and you had Thad Young on your Miami Heat team, would you start him over Dwayne Dedman? Um, I don't think that he can give you the same um, skill set that Deadman brings. Deadman's more of a traditional big, uh, whereas I think that is is a stretch five, right, or even a stretch four. Okay, I think that's <clears throat> probably what Spo would do. I just believe Spo sometimes is like throw the rules out. I'm just going with the guys that are meanest. Sure, for sure. It's certain certain rotations. I'm not. I'm definitely not going to be surprised to see something like that. Um, but when you need those, but there's certain minutes you, you need to kind of dedicate, you know, for certain matchups. And I think Deadman is going to play that role much better. Sure. Like, uh, like you said, steady, steady boards, at least. I mean, he fucking yeah. better anyway. Jesus. Yeah. Um, okay, but yeah, so my, ad. that wasn't my, an ad. That was just, I, I just, Mentioned oh. him because you said he played <laughs> five games. That's why. Yeah, you're like, I'm like, we're going a little okay. bit deep on Thad Young here. Okay, uh, sorry. All right, let me uh, let me just do my other volume ad, uh, and then we can get to your ads. So, the Lakers play four games this week. They play the Boston Celtics, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Orlando Magic. The Celtics have the number nine defensive rating on the season. The Grizzlies have the number 28, the Thunder have the number 20, and the Magic have the number 26. To me, that suggests that the Lakers are going to have three pretty good offensive games versus one maybe rough one. We'll see how they actually, I mean, it's Boston versus LeBron. Something tells me that the Lakers will do well and will probably win. Anyway, Malik Monk who is now fourth in minutes per game over the last uh, two weeks for the Lakers and fourth in total shots per game. He's 5% rostered over the past two weeks. He's averaging 14 plus points per game, four plus boards per game, two plus dimes, two plus three pointers made. He has a 50% field goal percentage. Uh, The last three of the four games, he's scored over 20 points. He's, currently has the best true shooting percentage of his career. Um, He also shot 40% from three last year, and he's currently at 37%, so there could be some positive regression, and he gets even better. Uh, He's not currently starting, but, like, Avery Bradley is the guy in his way. I don't know if that's really a real thing or not. Um, I think it's more for defense, for defense, right? Absolutely. For sure. And, you know, like out of respect, whatever, you know, like LeBron James demands some dude start, but who actually gets the minutes and gets the shots. Uh, So Malik Monk has been getting volume and he's been filling it with efficiency. I am hopeful that that continues. And I think this is a week where he could get some easy scoring and some more 20 plus point games. He's 5% rostered. So he should be easy streaming. They absolutely need him. I mean, he yes, not yeah. it's not like he's just scoring in a garbage time like he is a vital um bucket getter on this team. He and like has you and to I, drop 
drop some 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 shots for them to even have a chance to win the game. Yeah, exactly. Like if he hadn't scored over twenty, who know? I mean, the Lakers are currently five hundred. Malik Monk is the type of player that they wanted to acquire, a guy who can stretch the floor and give you points from any given night. Uh, You and I, though, have loved the Mad Monk. Loved is maybe too strong a word for you, but we've been paying attention to the Mad Monk since he got drafted. Since he came into the league, yeah, for sure. I mean, he was incredible in college and um, totally. And he has no range. And sent up and down and like. This is arguably the best position he's been in in his career because no one's asking him to do too much, mm-hmm. and he's just there to focus on his strengths. Yeah, you know? and the, pro- the problem for him, you know, the reason why he'll he'll likely never become a real complete, you know, starter um, is just his defense is is bad. Totally. <laughs> for sure but but for fantasy that does not tend to matter too much and i agree he's a great volume ads when you especially when you consider that per, you know what his ownership percentage is you can probably pick him up everywhere and it's like you said like they need him to score you know it's like especially yeah. with like a vocal <clears throat> defense like a lot of it is just like it tried to get dudes to run towards the center of the paint into our center you know, mm-hmm. like just try to funnel dudes towards the rim, toward our good defense. And Malik Monk can do that. You know, he can at least like try to get in front of dudes, but he's yeah. there to score and they need him, just like you said. So yeah. uh, if you're looking for volume cheaply, I would look at Malik Monk, 5% rostered. Also, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks play four games this week. Giannis has missed a couple of games. They just signed Boogie Cousins, who Boogie. is barely rostered. If Giannis misses more games, you got to wonder whether Bobby Portis starts at the four and DeMarcus Cousins starts at the five. And, and, that- and Brolo, there's just been some news that Brolo, um, he's going to be out even longer than they Correct. thought. And yeah. uh, Boogie... I mean, which is why they signed Boogie, um, but he he could get some minutes. And he came that you know since he's been back, he doesn't look too bad. Yeah, he's he's delivered in the minutes that they've that they've given him. Um, he's always been a good fantasy player. We'll we'll see how he does um, on a team with title contentions. But uh, this is a dude that has an opportunity to take available minutes. Brooke Lopez is probably done for the season. It's a back problem for a big man. You don't usually come back from those quickly. Mm. Like you'd have to be pretty optimistic that he'd be ready for the playoffs. Um, so I'm operating like he's on my team in our league. I'm operating as like, I'm not going to see him again for the rest of the season. Um, and so that's another source of blocks, three-pointers made, and rebounds from the center position that is now gone. And he's been a top 75 player over the past four years, Brolo. That's tough. Yeah. He's definitely helped me succeed over the past several seasons. And the Bucks have used him in their system. 
You know, like that's one of the reasons that Bobby Portis and Giannis works because Bobby Portis can shoot from outside and provide good rim protection. Um, so, you know, if you have an open roster spot, I, I would take a Hail Mary on Boogie. I picked him up for the hell of it just because it's fun. Yeah, it just pops, really pops. Great. It really just comes down to like, you know, health minutes and, um, just the opportunity for him because if he's, if he's healthy, you know, he's a gifted scorer and he can rebound, like you said, and um, he's, he's a really good player. I mean, he was at one point a a top 20 NBA player. Right. And uh, that wasn't that long ago. So I agree. Okay. I'm done with volume and with, hopes and wishes and prayers uh give give us your descending (laughs) years of ads give us your analytical ads sure so uh under 40 40 percent owned guy we've been beating the drum on for quite quite a while now i think we mentioned him at least on two or three different episodes but uh mr born in the darkness bane yes Um, He's still owned in less than 40% of leagues. And he just, he started off the season really, really hot. He kind of cooled off, but he has, he has quietly started to cook again. Um, In the last two weeks, he's averaging 19 points, five rebounds, almost three and a half threes, shooting over 50% from the field. He's still still shooting 40% from deep on the year. Um, he's getting the minutes he's, you know, keep in mind, this is only his second season, right? Like totally this guy is just growing into the role. Um, Dude, and, and Ja uh, isn't there right now. Like exactly. he's had success with just him in three J. Yeah. He's shooting 89% from the stripe. Um, you know, as a playmaker, he he's, he's getting a few assists, uh, I really love this guy. I don't understand why he's owned in 36% of ESPN standard leagues. He is top 60 on the season on uh, basic fantasy basketball value. He's top 50 over the past two weeks. Like it's like the city of Gotham, not understanding the threat that Bane posed. And then all of a sudden yeah. <laughs> all of the bridges are exploded and he took over the Steelers football stadium and he's wearing this really cool coat. Uh, and you can't understand a goddamn word he's saying, but he's in charge. It is amazing that him and three J and Ja look as good as they do for the yeah. Grizz. Like to me, they have their three best players already. Like those three just mesh so well. Um, and like you said, he's a fucking sophomore. Yeah. He's, he's still so young. He's still so young and he's, he just fits what they're trying to do so well. And he's top 50 talent on, uh, in fantasy. Like I, yeah, I'm with you. I have absolutely no idea why he isn't like even double owned really. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Three and three and a half threes per game over the past two weeks. Unreal. Who cares? Yep. Who needs that? I'd rather have Duncan Robinson who can't fucking hit a goddamn bar. <laughs> Fuck. And Am his I... name's cool. Why wouldn't you want a guy whose name is Desmond Bain? 
He was born in the darkness. He sure was. Ugh. All right. Anyway, I love that. Yeah, I keep going. It's it's criminal how under rostered he is, though. Like, is. I wonder, is it just because people don't watch Memphis games? Is that I really think so? And he wasn't. He wasn't like a top pick. Um, he's kind of a guy who kind of snuck up on you. And uh, yeah, but I mean, at this point, I don't know what he has to do. You know. Through like 20 he, plus games, he, he's still scoring 15 points a game, 40% from deep, and giving you some rebounds and assists. Like, all right, I believe. I mean, I guess it is like when you see the Grizzlies on national TV or see them in highlights or something, it's usually just Ja or Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. It's not really just Bane being like, hey, totally solid and like I'm doing yeah. my job. Um, but it, he is the sort of player I would love to have on my team in real life. He just seems like poise personified. I love him. I think mm-hmm. he's amazing. I'm jealous of the Grizzlies. I think that team's good. All right. My uh, my next guy is a guy that you kind of turned me on to, and that is Jay Sean Tate. Yes. He has been real real hot as of late uh the last couple weeks he's averaging 15 points six rebounds four assists mm. two stocks mm. and a three mm. and he's also shooting above 50 percent. and how much is he rostered 27 percent. Mm. god yeah damn that's houston cooking that's guys. so fucking good guys oh. This is this guy Dude, going that to is continue like to fill statues on a park bench with a really big drink and a plastic cup, and it's just a perfect fucking Texas day. It's he is like, really oh. close to a trip on on the first of the month. He had thirty two points, ten rebounds, seven assists, and seven stocks. Yeah. Yeah, what's with this dude? Like, oh, also Houston's <laughs> playing pretty well recently. They've been racking up some wins. Yeah, they have six in a row. And Jay Sean has been right in the middle of that. So I don't expect his minutes to come down anytime soon. I think even if they lose the next 10, he's earned enough equity to to continue to play 30 plus. So I think that Jay Sean, he's, you know, he's gone up 17% in the last week. I pick him up quickly if he's available in your league. Top 50 on the player radar of the past two weeks. To me, he's older than Ant-Man, but to me, he like sort of looks like his slightly younger brother. He's just fucking muscle, you know, like a yeah. dude can pick up a brick wall and throw it over his shoulder um, and plays with a real kind of blue collar ethic, which I feel like has sort of been missing from the NBA over the past couple of seasons as we've gotten into like more specialties. Um, Some dudes are just glue guys and some dudes like kind of like doing the dirty work and being aggressive and being physical and they sort of grow into a larger role. And Jay Sean Tate is that he, he likes being, he knows he's not the best player on the team. Like he, he, he knows that he also knows he's not the most important player on the team because there's more equity in some of the other players. He's not getting paid as much as some of the other players on the team, 
what he does is that he's a guy who wants to win. And the Houston Rockets aren't going to win many games, and so it's pretty fucking valuable to have a dude there who has that kind of passion. And I really respect that. It's one of the reasons I love Lou Dort, too, and Pat Bev, really. Like, you have to have guys on your team that want to win. Otherwise, you'll get into bad practices. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not like a video game where you just get all 19-year-olds and let them develop. You have yeah. to have some guys out there that actually are like, no, fuck that. Like, let's go play this game and play it the right way. So I agree. For sure. Let's get a little bloody. You know, like, yep. let's get our cleats up a little bit. Let's fucking win. And it's shit. I like it's kind of awesome that Houston isn't as bad as we feared they would be. Like the Pistons have a worse record. Than oh no, the they're still pretty bad. They've right, but they're hot they're not late. like worse. Like they're gonna they. Will they not may be not the be the worst record yeah. that ever lived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, we we were thinking sure. about it. All right. Uh, I'll I'll give you one more, and then I'll let you you. Give us a name. Uh, The next guy is owned in 19. So if you're looking for a guy 20% Hmm. or less, Pat Connaughton, the former two-way athlete. Uh, So Pat Connaughton right now, his numbers aren't – he's not he hasn't gotten incredibly hot but he's he's sustaining a level in the year right now his efficiency has been just just incredible i mean from the stripe he's shooting he's shooting uh, his his three, his free throw percentage is down uh, a bit this year but he's not a big free throw shooter anyways um but his three point shooting at 42% on the year uh over the last couple of weeks he's making i believe almost three and a half threes a game um and you know, he's he's going to give you probably four, five, six, maybe seven rebounds a game. Um, not a, a whole lot on the defensive end, but he's averaging one steal a game. And um, again, we're talking about Milwaukee and we're talking about there's certain guys that just like fill roles and are filling them and, and kind of are proven. Connaughton's been a really good defender for them. You know, his stats aren't, aren't great, but as his actual defense is really good. So he's going to play and he knows how to play off Giannis. So this is a guy, if you, if you need threes, you need scoring and you maybe want to pick up some rebounds. Um, this is a guy I like. He and Grayson Allen have just, I mean, they're not the ones that kept the Bucks afloat, but it's like they were both good at different times right when the Bucks needed them to be. And it seems like Connaughton is the steadier of the two. Like, great, Allen has fallen off a little bit. Um, Drew Holiday, by the way, has been sensational since he came back, and thank God. Um, Pat Connaughton seems like a keeper. He seems like a dude that you should – He's not just a streamer. You should keep him around. He's dependable. Um, and like you said, he's getting the minutes. So yeah. Like why why fix it if it ain't broke? Yeah. And and Connaughton, interesting story about him. So former Notre Dame guy, uh, two sport athlete. He was actually a pro baseball player. He's a pitcher in the uh in the Baltimore Orioles of 
organization, I believe. Uh, but actually, yeah, was a pro mm-hmm. pitch. Notoriously Max good Longo. for pitching prospects. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I always, I always find that to be really, really cool when a guy can be that good at two different sports. For sure, Anthony Edwards. Like, yeah, it's yeah. It, this it does guy sort actually of, did it. He actually was a pro yeah, yeah, yeah. in two different sports. But it does sort of seem like the guys that. Like there, it does seem like there's value added to people who are athletically experienced in multiple sports. Oh yeah, skills you get like translate over. It seems, Mm -hmm. and I think you just have an understanding. You just gain a better understanding of like how bodies interact with each other in different spaces, and and you just have a better kind of like sports IQ. You know, movement And and. rotations and things like that yeah. it kind of makes more sense when you have a broader context also like if you're good at multiple things you should fucking do multiple things because that's awesome <laughs> try yep. to do as much as you possibly can write your fucking name in the sky be a legend it's great yeah uh, okay Hit i me. have a couple of must ads i think these are dudes that you have to pick up no matter what um, even if it means replacing someone on your roster right now. I like uh, Alec Burks has to be rostered. He's the starting point guard for the Knicks. He's averaging 16, five and two with two steals per game and two plus three pointers made over the past two weeks. Uh, he's top 50 on the fantasy Raider. He, he has to be rostered. He must be. He's 27% rostered right now. It should be double that at least, just yeah. because of the volume. Yeah. So if, if you aren't aware, um, he was he was named the starting point guard. Uh, Kemba Walker's out of the rotation for the for the most part. He's I think not even playing. Yeah, Kemba's done the big offseason signing there. Uh, D Rose is kind of staying in his role as six man, but they're going with Burke. I mean, I kind of thought of Burks as more of like a shooter. Um, but yeah. he's kind of playing in this like shooting point guard role with Julius Randle kind of, you know, doing a lot of facilitating like he's been doing. And then RJ Barrett also uh, will kind of serve as a playmaker as well. And then obviously D Rose off the bench um, quickly is playing more minutes now. A guy Finally. that we both liked and we thought God that like, damn. yeah. So, um, but you know, ahead of all of them, Mr. Burks tips, tips, said no right. this is the guy uh loves so, his energy and effort level and yeah. even though the knicks are losing recently so maybe it's not like the actual solution um ride it while you can ride it while you can ride it while you can he's not a bad and he's not a bad player so even if he does yeah. fall back into like a you know bench role let's say d rose takes the job and he becomes the sixth man fine Whatever, right. that's fine what too. But like you said, if he's going to put up sixteen and five, I like that. Dude, the head coach basically said Kemba doesn't get to shoot anymore. Who wants his shots? And then he pointed at Alec Burks, and Burks raised his hand and said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll take him." Yeah. And so, while that is true, he will be a top fifty player. Um, the other one is Contavious Caldwell Pope, who's just all around top fifty in fantasy. Uh, 14, three and one more than a steal a game, more than two threes per game. 
he you has know. taken his game to another level this year. Yeah. And I mean, God, is the formula for fantasy just just acquire the former Lakers? Because these you guys former Pistons. You mean former Pistons and also yeah, people from he, Flint, Michigan, like Kyle Kuzma. But he's taken off this year after leaving the Lakers, where he was he was he was good. He was better with the Pistons, I thought, from a fantasy standpoint than he was the Lakers. This year, he has gone to another level as a yeah. real life player and as a fantasy player, and yeah. along with all those other guys that were in that trade. I mean, geez, Lakers, that trade looks worse and worse every week. If they still had Caruso, <laughs> KCP, and Kuzma, this team would be this Lakers team would be lights out. It would yeah. be lights. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, Montrez Harrell who yeah, is looking fantastic him. in Washington. And, like, I'm I'm a Russ believer. Like, if you listen to the spot, you understand that. Sergeant Russell Westbrook is one of my faves. He also notoriously starts slow every season. Things are turning around. They're 500. Everything's fine. Um, but, damn, you're right. The ex-Lakers are really putting on a show. Also, Brandon Ingram. Oh, by the way, Lonzo. Lonzo. Lonzo, who made a gigantic three last night. Yeah. A gigantic three. Ugh. He's been he's been really, really good. The Bulls, like, there's a there are multiple people on that team that thought that they were going to be Lakers or are ex-Lakers, and they're better than the Lakers are right now. Oh, half their team all their team is, you know has an LA connection. Lonzo, UCLA, DeRozan and Vucevic went to USC and Zach Levine also went to UCLA. So all those guys went to college in, in La La Land. Zach Levine, who I believe will still be a free agent this coming seat off season, which is something to consider in the back of everybody's brain. Um, it's weird to think of the Lakers as a team that like farms out talent just because they've never really yeah. been way before. You know, it's usually yeah. like talent goes there the and, other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of funny, but uh, I'm glad that all those guys are doing well, really. Like the fact that Lonzo rounded into forming and hit those open threes is such a big plus for the NBA. Like, yeah. yeah. You have to watch the games when it's him versus LaMelo. Like you have to watch those games. It's it's important. <laughs> you know. Speaking of LaMelo, yeah. let's not let's not that... go on a long uh, a real tangent here, but just really yeah. quickly. In what order do you take these guys to build your team? You get to choose from Luca, Ja, and LaMelo. And Cade? No. No, then none of them. I'll wait for Cade. I'll trade down. <laughs> uh, okay, I still think that the answer has to be Luca because I think that his ceiling is still higher than the other two. Okay. But, but it's it's closer now between all three of them than it was six months ago, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Who's second? Are you taking second? I mean, I, I mean, you you can't say Ja, can you? Just because of the height, I don't think that you can. 
Like what? Like what's his ceiling really? Like Lamelo, you can see as a guy that can guard possibly three positions in a play. He tried to guard Giannis in the yeah. at the end of the game. Yeah, the, the other night when they matched up, when Giannis asked for his jersey afterwards, yeah. that says a lot. When Giannis is asking for your jersey, Dude, and John just can't I've do never that. seen I've never seen Giannis do that. I don't think. So he's asked for some dudes' jerseys, I believe, but I'm sure he has. I just haven't seen him do it. And then the fact that the NBA like took it from him and it turned into a thing. But it's like, yeah, yeah, like Giannis is such an old school. He's like a samurai, you know, like yeah. to dudes before <laughs> battle and like exchanges swords, you know. Yeah. Like, I fucking bet yeah. he sends like everybody's parents like nice gifts. <laughs> he's such a nice yeah. dude. Jesus so it sounds like we agree that you're, you're going Luca, but Lamelo is pretty. He's nipping at his heels, and then it's so close. And then after that, you're taking Ja, who's also right there. Like in five years, I can see me saying you'd obviously take Lamelo because he's better on defense, and like the offense sort of cancels out, and. Well, he just, has some major lapses on defense, though. He's still, sure, but he's but got, like, but the he odds, be, yeah. Like, Luca's never going to be like an all defense guy. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, but yeah, I didn't want to. I just, it, I it's just close. To ask you that real like, quick. Jo- it's a fun combo. Yeah, six months ago, I think it's a two man race, and now I think it's legit to have Jaw there because yeah. he's just been so amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, wait, do I have any other... Oh, Aaron Gordon is less than 50% rostered. He should be rostered in over 50% of leagues. Um, oh yeah, Danville, Daniel Gafford, your boy. He's only 26% he, yeah. rostered. He's Three been... double-double since, yeah. since we last spoke about him. Yeah, uh, Brandon put his name out into the air, and now he's top 30. You should ride that while you can. Yeah, he he's his last. Yeah, he's playing tonight, I believe. Um, not a great game tonight. All right, though. Uh, and and the last game wasn't wasn't spectacular. But the three before that were double doubles. He continues to get blocks no matter what. Um, so it's really just a matter of like him staying out of foul trouble. And um, so a lot of times the matchup dictates like which big man they go with in Washington. But, you know, as a shot blocker, he's, he continues to be really, really good. Do you have any more ads? I do. I have two guys. So one guy is um, just, if you're looking for a deep, um, you know, ride the momentum guy uh, for this week, especially. Um, and that is, let me just pull up his ownership here so make sure. But that is Cody Martin, who is owned in 4% of leagues. So, uh, with, with, so the um, COVID protocol took out several um, players on Charlotte this week. Yeah. And um, there's going to be a void, in, and there's going to be minutes, and, you know, so he played tonight, 32 minutes. He had 19 points, six rebounds, four assists, two steals. Um, he's owned in 4% of leagues. So 
I would pick him up. I think he's going to be pretty fairly productive, at least for you know yeah. the week. And um, he's a guy that even before this happened, he was still um, a guy who could put up a, a fairly well-rounded game. Um, so he was averaging over the last couple of weeks almost eight points a game, three rebounds, three assists, hitting a three, and giving you two stocks. So that was with you know all of their their starters, and you know with their starters out. Like I said, nineteen six and four tonight. So um, Cody Martin. So it's it's Lamb Ball and Terry Rozier that are out, and when PJ Washington was out to start the season, Martin was playing his minutes. So it's like he just keeps getting other people's minutes, and he's been great. Yeah, well, great. He he's been he's been more than they could have rightfully expected. Um, and he's another dude where it's like, hey, we need you. You're absolutely a necessity for the success of our team right now. So you get these shots. So yeah, that's great. It's just, and under five percent rostered. Like, ride it while you can, because those guys will be out for at least a week. Yep. And um, this is just a you know if if you're at the point in the season where you feel like you're in a dynasty league and maybe you're thinking um, this is probably not my year and you want to maybe pick up some, some guys who we've forgotten about a little bit. Uh, 3.8% Patrick Williams. I know he's out, you know, he's going to be out, but he's a guy that I just, I don't want people to lose sight of him because I do think that with this, the, what the success the bulls are having, I do think that when he does come back, long-term I think he's going to be he could be the the missing piece there and uh you know he's a guy that I, I still really really like long-term I think and I know Brandon he's your boyfriend because he's on my team and he's taking up a roster spot and Brandon wants me to keep him taking up a <laughs> roster spot this is a reverse jinx he is trying to get me to be like you know what he is the best player in the NBA. He's Kawhi plus KD <laughs> mixed with Isaiah Thomas. And uh, I'm convinced. You got me. Yeah, I'm, I'll keep yeah. him on my team for the rest of my life. I, Dude, the idea of him with Zoe and Caruso like, is yeah, defensively maybe, sexual. Maybe that's it. Maybe I just, I just want to see him out there so bad now that I see what the Bulls can do Um, but i'm really intrigued dude because genius jim boylan and then fucking you know nate bjork or no nate bjorkian was indiana but like the the bulls have been so stupid and shitty over the past five years and now that they have donovan who i assumed would just like he always has a competent defense but like this is leaps and bounds better than we could have expected and it, I, like, I, I'm just so impressed. I can't. I hate liking the Bulls, and I have to like this team. They're just too much fun. They play defense too well. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. It's it's it's. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And uh, it fucking sucks. It's so cool. It's uh, <laughs> it's so shitty, man. Like it really is. What is a Pistons fan? Yeah. As a fucking Pistons fan. <laughs> because here's the other thing. Like, Zach Levine could be making a big fuss this entire season. Like, pay me. 
you know, or like, I want to trade or like, I don't get enough respect or, you know, I'm losing shots or blah, blah, blah. Nope. None of that. Him and DeMar chosen fucking simpatico. Same page. Lonzo Caruso, same page. Vooch there for like no reason at all, really, except that the Bulls got kind of desperate last year. Like he's yeah. having a great time. They lost arguably their best defensive player in Patrick Williams. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's they 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 look good. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do these true or false questions, or you do want to save those? Let's do them. Okay. We have a couple of true or false questions. I am going to ask Brandon. All right. We'll do it. We'll do it. Lightning round. We'll try to keep it quick. This is an in real life true or false question. True or false. The Suns and the Bucks will both be in the final four in the NBA playoffs at the end of the year. So as although I do believe that those are two of the four best teams in the NBA, um, my understanding of probability <laughs> makes me think that it is better to say false in this situation. Cool technicality math (laughs) that's awesome Um, just be right don't be fun no but you know just to elaborate i think uh i think phoenix looks like right now they could be the best team we'll see with the warriors when they're at full strength um if if that kind of comes to fruition there um but they look incredible now with that said uh you know they've they've got a few guys who who've some of the younger guys devin booker um, and Aiden, who have suffered from some injuries already this year, and not to mention Chris Paul, who, you know, knock on wood, but, you know, tends to get injured when it matters <laughs> most. Yeah. Uh, more often than not. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're banking on, you know, Chris Paul staying healthy this year, again, making a deep finals run, and all the other pieces kind of stay, staying healthy. So, you know, as, as much as I think at full strength they're the best team, you know, Will they be at full strength by the time they get to the final four of the NBA playoffs? Likely not, right? Teams are usually not at full strength at that point. And the Bucks, you know, Giannis, he's he's been better this year than he even was last year, I think. And uh, he's been incredible, but they are really lacking depth right now. And, you know, maybe Boogie finally chases that ring down. Right. He's the final puzzle piece. But, oh, DeMarcus Cousins, the guy who never gets injured. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another team that, you know, is only, you know, a couple of injuries. You know, I think Phoenix can, can withstand the injury bug um, to a certain degree, whereas, you know, um, obviously, you know, let's take Giannis out the equation here. But uh, anyone else could, you know, even, even a, a Bobby Portis injury or um, a Middleton injury at that point, that, that kind of like – takes them from maybe being a top four team in the NBA down to who knows if they're even in the top six or seven or eight at that point. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to say false. So we thought about this in pretty similar ways. Um, The only thing I would add is that the last three seasons, we've seen different teams in the finals. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen rematches and we haven't seen teams repeat and go. Uh, now, obviously, some of that 
has an asterisk because a bunch of fucking crazy ass shit happened during those years. <laughs> um, but since Toronto, since Kawhi Toronto versus Golden State, you know, like things are different every single season. I do think that Giannis is the type of player that can get the team to the final four by himself. I don't think that there's anyone on the Suns that can do that. Uh, so I, while I do sort of feel like both teams will be top four seeds, I don't think that both will be in the final four. I think the Bucks will. I don't think the Suns will. Yeah. And I am expecting there to be a two different teams in the finals this year just because of what's happened over the past three seasons. I don't know who that is, though. I, I agree. I do, too. Uh, the next true or false, this is a fantasy question. True or false, Al Horford will be a top 50 fantasy player like he is right now at the end of the season. Uh, false. So... um Al Horford has had a great season. He looks incredible. I'm glad to see him, um, you know, back in a prominent role. Uh, you know, I'm not a Celtics fan, but, you know, like to see him doing it in a, for a franchise where he's had a lot of success. Uh, but Al Horford's going to miss games for injury. He's all, he's hurt right now, I believe. Um, and he'll just miss a chunk, a big enough chunk of the season that he just, he won't be in that conversation. I think he'll be close. I don't think he's going to be outside the top 100. I think he'll be in that, that next tier after that. Um, but I think he'll, he'll kind of come back down to earth and I think he'll, he'll likely miss at least 20 games this year. If Al Horford, 15, 15 to 20 games. Maybe not 20, maybe 15, but I think he'll miss significant time. If if he's a top 50 fantasy player, it'll be shocking. It'll be absolutely fucking astounding. (laughs) He didn't play last year because the Oklahoma City Thunder are one of the teams where you're allowed to not play players and no one cares. Like he and the Thunder came to a mutual agreement where it's like, you know what? Not this year, you know? I just don't feel like it. Yeah. Unlike basically every other fucking team in the league, like, Al Horford got to take a year off. That's one of the reasons why he looks so good this season. If he remains in the top 50, it'll be one of the most surprising things to have happened in fantasy over the past fucking decade because usually you don't go from missing an entire season to being one of the best fucking fantasy players in basketball yeah uh the in terms of real life i feel like uh what's boston's emu doka like their head coach and horford i think are simpatico like they seem mm-hmm. to be like we we run this team the same way yeah Uh, you know like horford almost seems like a dude that should be the captain even though like i mean it's his first back he was there but like i it it also if he ends up being 
in the top 50, I think that means that something went wrong in Boston and it means that Tatum and Brown underperformed. So I don't necessarily think it's a good thing for Boston fans. I think it would be shocking. And I think it is possible just because that he got to take that whole season off. So even if he does miss games, if he can keep his efficiency up, his value might maintain. Which yeah, is no, he, I, I think he'll have a it's good season. Crazy. I do think he'll have a good season, but I just think he'll miss enough games that he won't be top 50. But like I said, I think he'll be outside of the top 50, inside of the top 100, um, likely even inside of the top 80. And that's insane, dude. Like, if you're willing to say that before this season started, I would have been like, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, right, because he had a season off 34. Like, we saw what he was doing beforehand in Philadelphia. Nope. Okay, last question. True or false? This is a trade question. True or false? You would trade Kemba Walker, who is 65% rostered in ESPN and is number 149 on the player raider for the season, for Jalen Brunson, who is 37% rostered and is top 120 on the player raider. In fantasy? Correct. So I'm trading, I'm trading for the sure thing of Brunson. I'm trading um, away the upside of Kemba if he somehow gets back in the rotation or gets dealt to another team. So here's the context: Kemba, who uh, was signed to be a starting point guard and is now out of the rotation completely and is 65% rostered, versus Jalen Brunson, who is a backup point guard and is half as rostered as Kemba, but has dependable minutes and has performed better so far this season than Kemba has. Yeah, so I think if I, if I feel like I really have a need and, I, and Brunson is going to play for me, um, yeah, I'm probably doing that because I just – I don't like this Kemba situation, and I don't think he's a good enough – player to where he automatically goes to another team and automatically somehow becomes a star again. It's not like we're not talking about a guy who, um, you know, has necessarily been great the last couple of years. Right. So um, if I, if I need production and I absolutely think Brunson can play, I'm probably doing that. If in a dynasty league, I'm probably still holding on to Kemba, you know, hoping that maybe next year he's in a better situation. But, um, I mean, Brunson's been really good this year, and his his, his assists have been um, really good. And, like, I, I, we said a few times, like, that's really hard to come by assists. Like, rebounds are a little easier to get. Um, but assists, you know, he's getting five assists on the season and almost 15 points. Um, that's a pretty good combo. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think I'm taking Jalen. Like, if I, let's say you in our league had Kemba, you're number one in our league, you have Kemba on your roster, and I have Jalen Brunson, and I'm number four, and I offer Jalen Brunson to you straight up for Kemba, would you say yes? Um, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no. I think you... I probably it's would. It's only tough because it's like, wait, what do you know about Kemba? You know, like, <laughs> but, 
but like I don't think we're ever going to see Kemba's ceiling ever again. Like we're no, never going to see so like Kemba. So then, so. so then you have to reconsider what Kemba really is, and it's like twenty point nights might be rare. So then, what are you really talking about? Mm-hmm. A guy that scores in the teens at best, you know, and like maybe doesn't play like thirty minutes a game. And when you're talking about a player like that, then you're sort of talking about Jalen Brunson, right? Right. So, right. Uh, you know, I I still believe that Kemba can play, and I think if he were on the right team, he would get more minutes. But, you know, this is a Tom Thibodeau team. Kemba can't play defense the way that he used to, and he was never even that great. And he can't score like he used to. So... You know, there's no, no, no. a He's... real world where you don't get any value for Kemba for the rest of the year. Because yeah, no, there's the, the, that trade could be on him. waivers. Yeah. Yeah. He could be cut to waivers in, in, in most fantasy leagues. So. But he could also fucking, you know, get traded to Milwaukee since he costs no money and he's the sixth man for the rest of the season. And it's like, yeah, just go out there and try to score, do whatever you want. Don't play defense at all. It's fine. But that's a big question mark. So I don't know. It's for Kemba owners out there. Shit. I like, I think I would trade him if I could. I yeah. really do. I mean, cause even before, even before, uh, you know, he, he obviously was benched. He was still averaging less than 12 points a game, three assists, just, not, nothing really spectacular. Jalen Brunson's definitely been outplaying him this year. Not even close. Um, so, and yeah, like, there's I, not I a think... team out there where like Kemba could be the dude. Where it's like, okay, now this is my team. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, no. yeah, he's I... 31. He's 31. So, you know, he's probably. Like you said, we've kind of seen the the best of Kemba. Um, it's just a matter of like, can he go somewhere and and carve out a role, um, or is he like kind of going to be just stuck on this team for the rest of the year? So I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up because it's sad. I love Kemba. He has had like he was such a show in Charlotte, and it's really mm-hmm. sad that it didn't work out in Boston. Um, and now. I don't know where he could go. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, I know that there are teams that could use him, but I don't know that they would know how to use him correctly. Um, yeah, it sucks. But on the other hand, he is making yeah. $34 million. So I think, he, I think he'll be all right. Dude, and he's from New York. You know, like that's the other sad thing. Like it just would have been yeah. so awesome. And the fact that Tib just ranked him out of the rotation completely, just bring him off the bench. Like why? Why does he? But, have I, but to we talked not about that. Minute? We talked yeah, about out of respect. We about the you don't play at no. all. It was just yeah. It's fair enough. I agree with that. But they just got too many guards there, man. They're trying to figure out. It was guards and bigs, and they're just you, you had to get quickly some minutes. He wasn't going away from D Rose, and uh, and now Alex Burke is the is playing the best out of everyone. So and Kemba sucks. Like yeah, he, just, That's... he has been bad. <sighs> it's terrible. It's, uh, it's yeah. All right. Well, that's a bummer. You have any other thoughts, buddy? 
Um, no, just that, you know, like this is, like I said earlier in the show, um, you know, if you're in a 10 or a 12 team league, you're, you're kind of like made your way through the season. So this is the point in the season where you evaluate, you know, where you think your team is and like try to make a move because like in the end it's fantasy and it's like, try to mix things up. You know, it's like, it's just a little bit more fun that way. And uh, sometimes you never know. Sometimes if you, if you're just a little bit, you know, if you kind of initiate talks, you might, you might like fall into a trade that you, you didn't think was out there just because you reached out to some other some other teams complete agree on that one especially since december 15th is approaching and Mm -hmm. that is when players can be traded so trade season begins wednesday december 15th basically um and all the players that were just signed this offseason can be can now be traded and drafted Uh, Right. All the guys draft. Right. All the extensions, everything. Like you can send everybody unless they were signed late. Um, And I don't know. Actually, that's a good question to end on. Do you think there will be a flurry of activity right at the start? Or do you think people will be patient? I think they'll be patient, but I do think we will see quite a few trades this year. I think this will be a pretty active year. year, Because I think they're just... I think teams now more and more are building their team with the anticipation of trading guys when they like when I think now they sign guys and they basically say, Hey, you know, there's a decent chance you get traded before this first year is even done. Right. Like it's a one year deal that was, that was structured so that we can package you in the deal. Um, and uh, whether that comes, you know, right away or, or a little bit later in the trade season, maybe spread out. Um, you know, there's, I mean, who's panicking right now that just really, really wants to do do a trade. Right. Cause this really... upcoming draft, by the way, is going to be pretty good or that's what people are saying. Um, the Chet Holmgren draft and uh, the dude uh, from Europe, but like with the new playoff, that with the new uh, lottery odds, it's tough. Like you don't, necessarily get the best pick with the worst record so it doesn't behoove you as much tank having said that like portland's in the 10th seed they're 11 and 13 dame's injured they look like garbage anyway uh they look bad they got blown out the other night they were down like 25 at one point i forget who they're playing but like cj is not the sort of dude that can take over a game you know, he's like Buddy Heald. Like, why did LeBron James want Russell Westbrook instead of Buddy Heald? Because Russell Westbrook can take over a game and win it by himself. Buddy Heald yeah. can't do that. And it doesn't yeah. really seem like CJ can either. At least not with the team that Portland has for him. Yeah. And Nur- uh, Nurkic, Nurkic has been all right this year. Like, he'll have some really, really good fantasy nights, but then other nights he's just kind of pedestrian. So, yeah, they don't really have – a real shot against that. Like there's just too many loaded teams in the West that if you don't, if, if you're just coming with like Nurk and, uh, and CJ and, and the supporting cast, it's just not, it's not enough. It's arguably one of the thinnest rosters in the NBA. And it's sort of been that way ever since Dame got there. It's and like Chauncey Billups is out here. Like he's publicly berating the team, like multiple times, per week like that's not the kind of effort we want this is an embarrassment 
And it's like, after a while, that's just not going to work, especially when your front office is in upheaval. But, you know, like, you can't trade Dame when he's injured. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, and if you're going to trade CJ when Dame's injured, then what are you really trading him for? So this is a big fucking mess for Portland. And I wonder if they're, like, heading for the playoff team from last year that actually drops out this year. Do you think... They're in the 10th seed right now, by the way. Speaking of trades, do you think we see Ben Simmons traded this year? Um, we talked about him in a while. Okay. I, I do, just because I think that a team like Portland is going to say, all right, mm-hmm. well, you know, if it's CJ and X, <clears throat> like, fine. Like, what do we care? This this season doesn't matter anymore. Um, it depends. Philadelphia is in the ninth seed right now. And Bede was out forever with COVID. They're 12 and 11. They're probably better than the record says. But is that a team where a guard who can't defend really changes the calculus for success in the East. I don't know. Like, let's say you got Dame. That means that you're starting him and Maxi. Like, does that beat the best teams in the East? I don't know. I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. if, if Embiid is out, but you, you can't play really like, you have to kind of go into the premise that you have your star player, right? I mean... I, I I guess I this is this is such a weird season. Like, there's a part of me that thinks if I'm Denver, well, you know, Portland, do you want Jamal Murray and we get Dame? Like, let uh, you can have our injured dudes. You can have MPJ give us both your guys. Like, we can figure something out. Um, just because everybody every playoff window is you know whatever three years long. Um, yeah actually sort of wonder if maybe the teams that are the best right now are in the best position to sort of buy low. Like I sort of feel like the Warriors could make a trade for anyone they wanted right now. Here's Kaminga. Here's Moses Moody. Here's Wiseman. You know, like here's... They've Wade. got the pieces. They've got right. the chips if they want to. Right. It's so, but it's it, All indications are that uh, um, they don't want to move Kaminga. But uh, it sounds like all the rest of those guys. I, I don't know if if, if um, Wiggins is getting moved unless it's in a you know big time players coming back. But it sounds like everyone else is available. And the other problem for Philly is that if you do trade Simmons and it doesn't turn out well, that's a big problem because you mm-hmm. just wasted the one bullet you had to really put someone next to Embiid. So I would be conservative, I guess, if I'm Daryl Morey and, you know, you, you should probably be, probably be patient because who knows what's going to happen right now in this weird season. I mean, if Embiid gets sick again or gets hurt, not sick again, if he gets hurt and misses, you know, 10 games, like he usually does once per season, mm-hmm. then maybe you're just out of the playoffs, you know? The Wizards could make a trade. They have a bunch of shit. Like and they've, they're, they've kind of, after their hot start, they've cooled off a little bit. 
there there are so many it seems like the nba is super solid and competitive right now but i think some of that has to do with absences like if jamal murray was playing on denver the standings would look different if Kyrie oh, yeah. was playing for brooklyn the standings would look different if oh, everybody yeah. in milwaukee had been healthy the standings would look different if lebron had played every game the standings would look different so i don't know this is going to be a tough year for GMs because even if you trade for a guy, it's not a certainty you'll have them for every game. No, and and what? Yeah, the the COVID thing has been. It's going to make open up some opportunities for guys week to week. Ish Smith were, might be a pickup this week. Would you be trying to get Ben Simmons? Who am I giving up? Everybody, like whoever, except for Luca, really. Like you would be. They don't have picks. I don't think. Like you, you would just be trying to be like, listen, you can have anyone you want except Luca. That's the thing. I just I feel like they don't really have picks, right? So you're well, trading. They have Jalen Brunson, like we talked Tim about. Hardaway Junior. Hardaway, yeah. Maybe like you throw in like package. Josh Green. Yeah, I mean, they like got whatever. the draft. They, I mean, they're thin too, but it's like when I think of pairings, I still feel like Ben and Luca would be incredible. I think Ben is probably going to be really good with any just, you know, scoring dominant uh, perimeter player. I think it's just Ben with a, a traditional post big is really the only problem. You put Ben with anyone else in the NBA, I think he's probably fine. You put him with Jokic, I think he's fine. Oh yeah. You put him. I I, I think it's really just Embiid. I think that's really the. It's just kind of the worst fit in the in the in the league. And Joel's tried to make it work, man. Like yeah, he's tried to make it work harder than Ben has. Yeah. Anyway. All right, that is it. End on that note. Right. Because <laughs> it's tough for Philly, because they tried. You know, like you, yeah. we make fun of the process all the time. You know what? They tried. They really did. I never made fun of the process. I mean, it was funny after the fact, but I always thought that I agree. They 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 got the talent, and it just, just happened to not be a good fit. And they made some really bad trades during yeah, they the ill-fated uh David Silver anointed interregnum between the process founder, or I guess Maury is sort of the process founder, but whatever. The GM that started the process and their current process and their current GM. Um yeah. that is all we have for the Long Shoe Podcast this week. We will talk to you next week. Enjoy the week. Be safe out there. Mask up. Get your booster shot. Be vaxxed. Brandon, I will see you next week. All right, man. Take care. Have a good one.